Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 176th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we're here talking about your uh, rebuilding Toronto Blue Jays, where it's, uh, no, sorry, this is 178th episode of Birds All Day, uh, and my name is still Drew Fairservice, and we are still talking about your Toronto Blue Jays, who are still rebuilding. None of that stuff changed in the last uh, seven seconds, but but uh, the, the things are looking up because the Blue Jays won a game today. So I can be nothing but positive. I can feel nothing but uplifted about the prospect for the future. Uh, and no one knows more about prospects than uh, uh, the man who's joining me as always. Uh, old reliable. I mean, I, I don't think that that's accurate about knowing about prospects, but yeah, well, still, nonetheless, old reliable. You are the prospect knower. Oh. Okay. You need to lean into it. Okay, yeah. Lean into your prospect knowing. Um, but yeah, things are looking good. The Blue Jays beat the, beat the Red Sox today here on Thursday, which is no mean feat, because that Red Sox team is fucking good. Uh, and as I've said more than once, it, it does... It does serve as the, a nice reminder of what the Jays, where the Jays need to get um, to compete in the division, because well, you 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 contend that this is short-lived renaissance of uh, Red Sox free. Is that true? Oh yeah, I mean, I still think Dabrowski's going to fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, they have, their farm system is pretty thin. They, uh, uh, you know, Price isn't going to opt out, but they have one more year of sale. Kimbrel's going to go. Uh, or he's going to get more expensive. I mean, it's not like they can't handle the expense. They'll probably figure some shit out, I suppose. But uh, mm-hmm. in my most wishful of thinking, uh, I, I just think uh, fucking pretty face Dombrowski is going to get his hands all over the fucking uh, the fucking wad of cash and, and throw it around uh, ridiculously. They kind of have already thrown it around ridiculously. Uh, because while we all marvel at the position players that they have developed on um, the Red Sox in particular, they have you know, obviously Mookie Betts is number one. Uh, they actually had Mookie Betts playing second base earlier this week for the first time in like four years, um, which is how he came up, which is kind of shocking because he's such a strong outfielder. But Betts and then Bradley and Ben Attendee, whomever else. But the pitching, the rotation is pure cash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Price and then uh, Porcello, who they traded for, but they then signed to a ridiculous contract almost immediately uh chris sale they couldn't they wouldn't have got if it wasn't for all the money that they spent on uh Moncada, yeah. which they spent what eight like because his signing bonus was like 30 maybe was, but then they had to pay yeah, double that yeah so it, it was, was ended up being yeah. yeah so i mean that's just throwing around your financial weight and uh in doing so the red sox have built a great uh really 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 good team that i there is some talk whether or not they have a a shot at uh, challenging the Mariners' 116 win uh, record, which seems implausible. You know, it's plausible, but seems impossible at the same time. Uh, but they do have a lot of games left against the Orioles, so God only knows <laughs> what can happen. Yeah, I mean, at some point they'll probably have to. They'll be able to take their foot off the gas a little bit. But the stupid fucking Yankees also quite good, uh, despite their uh, their rough weekend. And despite the filled diapers of every single fan, uh, apparently it was just like a apocalyptic on the call-in shows. Uh, the, the Mike Francesa and whoever else, they got these guys, you know, 
uh, Jimmy from Jimmy from Flatbush. I don't know one named Jimmy lives in Flatbush anymore. I don't know, but he, you know, I've been watching this team for fifty years. Like I can't do it. There's no hot. Like they're screaming at the <laughs> screaming into the radio. That accent uh, is not representative of anyone uh, from the from the, the tri-state area. But they're <laughs> mad. They're mad at the team that's going to win a hundred games. They're mad. Well, they because they got their asses handed to them over and over by the Red Sox. Well, that's what the you know. It's just different expectations. I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta beat the Red Sox. I mean, hundred wins to you know the hey, it's the it's the do league, not the tri league or whatever the fuck. I thought you were gonna do an accent for me. I was excited. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. I think I can I can do a kind of a decent you know kind of corny pretend New York tough guy accent, but I didn't do it here. So, and now I'm not gonna. I'm disappointed in myself. I've let myself down. And everyone else as well. Uh, the Blue Jays roster as of now is uh, really kind of fucking weird. The Jays, of course, uh, made a bunch of trades at the trade deadline. But not all the trades. There's still lots of room to um, uh, make some more moves and see how some guys are faring. But uh, it's definitely a dog days of summer kind of vibe going around the team right now. And on the pitching side in particular... Uh, who are some of these guys? Uh, the house child? Is that how you say it? Mike house child. Doesn't fucking he got, matter anymore, does it? Yeah, he got. He, he never had a chance to uh, make house child a home child. Oh. Uh, he's been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had that one great, great game though. He sure did. Can't take that away from him. In the big leagues, in the show. Uh, Baraki started tonight. Yeah. Uh, he didn't give up a home run, did he? No, he did. He, he had to yeah. have. And. Uh, not his best outing, but managed to get a win because, you know, baseball's weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but was fine. I mean, you will still <laughs> gladly take the entirety of what you've got out of Baraki so far and hope that he gives you that forever and ever because uh, that would be really good. I mean, I don't think that's he, realistic. He does. But, but he, but, <laughs> what? Oh, no? No, I, I don't think so. He does idolize uh, Mark Burley, so why not replicate his entire career? I'm I'm all for it. In every conceivable way. Uh, I think we should spend... I I would happily spend this entire episode talking about the guy sitting in left field tonight who caught two home run balls in the same inning. Uh, Because they spent all kinds of time with him on the broadcast. They kept cutting back. They showed highlights. And then he was obviously loving every second of it because they cut back to him innings later. They were like, drive of the game or whatever the in-game promotion is. And they showed him he caught the J.D. Martinez missile, and then he caught one from Grichik. And they showed him three innings later, and he's still obviously talking about it. <laughs> he's still like being like to the guy next to him, well, you know, I really had to, uh, you know, I had, to, I had to read the spin off the bat. Yeah. And it, yeah. I could tell that it was going to get down there. But, oh, yeah, and Mookie Betts hit for the cycle in that same yeah, game. Yeah, he's really good. I don't, has anybody actually noticed that before? But he, he is, uh, I'm not sure if this is, if he's on the radar of most, you know, baseball fans. But, yeah, he's really good. He is very good. Uh, I, I'm going to resist the urge that so many... Uh, res- I hate when you see people pop in, trolls and idiots online. There'll be someone saying like, hey, look how good Jose Ramirez is. I tell you what, he's had a hell of a fucking year. And instantly someone's like, Mookie's better. Uh, which is bullshit. So we don't need to do that for Mookie Betts. He's really, really astoundingly good. You, sure, and- you, don't, you sure you don't want to talk about Mike Trout? No, I'm resisting the urge. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm working through it on my in own. A, a rather in my own way. way, I must add. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
I think that I have probably not been very complimentary of JD Martinez uh, over the over the years. Uh, he is ridiculous. Yeah, that sucks, but it is uh, it is true. Over the last calendar year, I was messing with that uh, filter on Fangraphs today. He has a 180 weighted runs created plus over the last calendar year. 180. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. Remember when it was like, okay, Josh Donaldson, he should get the Rame- or the Martinez contract, but obviously more than that. Yes, we scoffed. <laughs> we oh, did yeah. we scoff? Yeah. Well, cause it, uh, because they're, they are, as I wrote many times when we were trying to figure out a Donaldson extension, you know, earlier in the year before he disappeared off the face of the earth, uh, you know, like kind of kind of similar bats or bats that, you know, uh, yeah, I think they're, I think they're kind of similar. And basically, I remember concluding at one point that the, uh, you know, the differentiator is that Martinez doesn't play defense at all. And then Donaldson obviously mm-hmm. plays a... Uh, a, a semi-important position on the diamond. It does it well. And then uh, 2018 happened here. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think I think at this point you're, you would be thrilled if Josh Donaldson <laughs> gave you J.D. Martinez value from this point onward. You would kill. I would, there would be dead bodies all over the place. I feel. If you, if you, I feel. If, you, if, you, if you made that deal, if you said, hey, you got to kill these three people and then Josh Donaldson will be like as good as J.D. Martinez. Oh, there'd be bodies. There would be bodies. Which is absurd because he had five wins in a hundred games last year. Uh, Donaldson is like—it's just so—it's been so easy to forget how good he is and how you know important mm-hmm. he is and how you know just having his bat come to the plate four, five times a game, for, you know, whatever it ends up being. I mean, how that just amplifies the danger of the lineup by such a, a tremendous degree i mean uh yeah it's been uh it's been shitty and, and i i was i usually um i try not to listen to sports talk radio anymore i've broken my addiction to that mm-hmm. uh fortunately uh you know praise the lord whatever the fuck uh but i did listen a little bit this week to a couple of things and uh at one point shy davidi was talking about you know, the issue with Donaldson and trading him and the qualifying offer and all that and, and was just very bluntly doesn't think that the the Jays want to go there, thinks that they are very hopeful that he'll be able to get back on the field in time to show that he has some value so that they can trade him so that they do not have to uh, potentially end up, you know, giving him a nice pillow contract. Uh, I, the, the assumption or implication being they'd like him out of the way as they go and look for you know, what they've got in the next wave of Blue Jays players, which seems poor uh, in an asset management uh, sense, but also maybe you get it, <laughs> and yet that seems dumb to me. It does seem dumb. Trying to wish Josh Donaldson away does not seem productive. I don't know. Um, you did mention... Something that I do mean to talk radio, mm. which I would like to talk about. Mm. So I do want to transition uh, quickly and maybe not for very long. Uh, we should talk about talk radio, uh, the source of which is uh, the talk radio being the source of the John Gibbons is about to get fired discussion. So, I mean, we 
Well, there's a couple people that seem to be banging the drum harder than anyone else. Jeff Blair in particular seems to be a guy who is out sort of out front, like making, you know, not not really equivocating, like being like, yeah, this is going to happen. And then Ken Rosenthal chimed in and said the same thing, you know, that he's hearing similar stuff. And now the team has come back and said, no, 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 no. But not? I, I mean, you, I, you, I think you made a decent enough point. But I think I think it has to be a dialogue at this point. Uh, your point that you made on Twitter was that maybe John Gibbons just going home and being able to kick it and get paid and relax and think about his next baseball move isn't the worst thing in the world, um, provided that's what he wants. And I think I think that the team at this point with this roster and the state of affairs, they owe him that at least, don't they? I yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean it's awkward. Uh, like, do you think that do they owe him pretending that they're not looking for his replacement in the in the meanwhile? You know, like no. I mean, like should they it, like? Are you saying they should go up to him and say, "Okay, we're going to make a change at the end of the year. You're welcome to stick around and and play this out, or you're welcome to just go home." Like, I mean, I it doesn't. It, I mean, Atkins offered a real non-denial denial was like oh we talk about our future and he's part of that discussion and we're you know but at no point did he really say you know where i mean he wouldn't say one way or the other whether they were going to make a move but he he certainly didn't close the door and emphatically say oh gibbons is going to be back uh despite you know doing his best to uh make it uh you know to push the conversation that way to make it seem like that was the point that he was making and the, the thing that he was saying which it wasn't um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like it's. I guess what my tweet was about is that I'm at the point where I understand. I think if the team wants to go that route, it seems like, and we've talked about this, you know, it just seems like a natural point. It seems like a natural end of that era, end of that cycle. And you know, as much as I don't think Gibbons has done anything to deserve losing his job, that's just sort of how these things work. And and I maybe shouldn't be so okay with that. But you know, that's just. You know, it's almost it's it's almost nice. It's it's remarkable that he's lasted this long, being you know the previous regime's guy. That doesn't change the fact that he doesn't really deserve to lose his job, and and he certainly doesn't deserve to be painted as though he was any sort of problem. Uh, that you know that that has led to this season being what it is. And I think a lot of people who are you know really rushing out front to to hate on the front office are gonna take it that way they're going to intentionally in bad faith be like oh they're scapegoating gibbons those pieces of shit when you know i don't think anybody would really believe that that's the case but that's you know that's how the narrative will perhaps be twisted a bit uh i don't know if the jays care about that they obviously do enough to have atkins come out and make those statements this week mm-hmm. um hopefully you know for me i don't i you know I, I I would love to see Gibbons go go another year. I would uh, of my a buddy of mine, Jimmy, actually the guy who does the uh, the wonderful Buck Martinez impression, uh, was uh, was saying, well, they should maybe go the Cubs route and 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 keep the guy, keep him around an extra year, and then go for you know make a big splashy managerial move when they're really ready to make another step after the end of next year, which is not really fair to Gibbons, I don't think. To, to you know, if you know his fate, then. Just fucking get on with it, I guess. And that's kind of what my point was, too. And and if they did go to him and say, if you want to stick it out, please do. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think that would be okay. I get it. And also, I think that, you know, the, the 
not I will shut up in a second here, but just, I think they have to cast a wide net, presumably, uh, for who his replacement is going to be if that's the route that they go. So, I mean, it seems like this is the time to start the due diligence. It would be good for them to have maybe a bigger period to start looking at guys and not having to go behind the manager's back and risk anything. You know, you don't want to, you don't really have a good, it's not a good look if you're approaching guys when you still have a manager for that position. I mean, what does that say to somebody that you're, you're speaking to about what you're going to do behind their back? I think that's a good, uh, that's a good point, And I don't disagree, but I think that, I don't think that the Blue Jays, especially based on the, the, the things that we've read and things that even, the, the, as you mentioned, the, the non-denial denial of, uh, of, of Atkins, the writing is on the wall. I think this will be John Gibbons' last season as a Blue Jays manager. And I don't necessarily think that's the worst idea. Because if you want to go forward with the kids and you want to give the kids a manager and someone that they can grow with. And that's where the Schneider, uh, Schneider, Brian Schneider, John Schneider uh, in New Hampshire, John yeah. Schneider. Yeah. Well, maybe his, his, he is the logical fit and not necessarily the likely fit. Um, so it, and I, I think it was in a, a this piece, uh, that Richard Griffin wrote about, about, um, about, uh, about John Gibbons that I, that I kind of liked. And he said something like, uh, you know, he's he's mentioned that he's made a lot of money, kind of. You know, he kind of says it in passing, but you know, maybe maybe he doesn't necessarily want to be a piece, a part of another of a rebuild, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's kind of he's a veteran manager. I don't think that's an unfair rep- reputation that he's earned, and he's been now, you know, he in the past he was part of some good teams, but the thing with the. There's no to me, and that that's, those two things are related. Which is, if you want to give the kids a new manager, if you want to have someone who's going to come, and if they're a Spanish speaker, which is some of the stuff that uh, that, that Blair was saying, someone who is analytically savvy and speaks Spanish, uh, basically someone that you want someone who could talk, uh, speak frankly and clearly and regularly with with Vlad Guerrero Jr. Who uh, there is some talk about his his English. I think is is better than maybe we are led to believe. Whatever. They said they want to get a Spanish-speaking manager. John Gibbons isn't that. But none of those kids are here yet. So it's not a matter of, like, let's get Gibbons out of the way so then a new guy can come in and start playing the kids and won't have to care about pissing off the veterans. It's not that. So that's one of the reasons why, if you're going to have this sort of uh, zombie squad that they're running out there now with the guys who are, you, you know who's going to be in the lineup every day. You're going to see Grichik. You're going to see uh, Teoscar Hernandez and, and, and Pilar providing everyone's healthy. Like, those guys are, are there. And then the other stuff is, is fitting in, you know, when once Guriel's back, he's you're gonna try to get him as much playing time as possible. Um and whoever else. Uh you know, you're you're there's no risk of John Gibbons screwing up the kids or or, or alienating people or or uh, uh, ruining relationships or, or you don't you're not asking him to build a relationship or start building a relationship with him and Vlad and Bo and whoever else. Uh so just let him finish the year if he wants to. And 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 I think that I all the cards have gotta be on the table where he, I don't think that he's under any false delusions that he'll be back next year. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that way. Again, just through the media filter that we're that we're provided. So let him finish if he wants. If he's inter- interested in, in, in sticking out there and winning as many games as he can and, and being around the guys that he's come to know, um, you know, Russ Martin. Obviously, he, they have a. I can assume they have a strong relationship. Um, then let him do it. And if he doesn't, 
yeah, like you said, you know, throw somebody, give it to Marlo Hale was the name that Blair provided. And then they go out and they find their uh, Spanish-speaking, young, analytically uh, savvy manager. And they bring them in next year, and then off they go. Is that unfair? No, that seems entirely like what should probably happen and, and what probably will happen, assuming they really do feel that a change is necessary, which I think you're right. Uh, I mean, you know, Rosenthal said it, it just it, it feels uh, destined to happen that he's gonna that he's gonna be moved, and I think that's sort of just the sense that everyone has. But I, I, you know, it could be wrong. Um, um, yeah. And with that, I have my first suggestion for who mm-hmm. should be the manager. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw one of those like content farmy like Blue Jays. SEO tweak to the max headline sites that showed up in my Google uh, my Google alert for the Blue Jays. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but the only reason I clicked it was because of the picture, because the picture was the, of the manager. The picture was the manager that I think that they should they should try, should pursue. Now the article did not mention this manager, this potential manager by name, but there was a video that played along along with the, the thing that was unrelated to the story, but was related to the player and the player, a former player, retired player who. The would-be manager of the Blue Jays. Do you know who I'm going to say? Yeah, obviously Joe Girardi. No, not Joe Girardi. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Joe Girardi. Uh, I might guess uh, Sandy Alomar. Junior. No. Okay. Those guys are too old. I want someone who's young. Fresh. Fresh, but an established oh. big league player. Can it be, can Just... it be A-Rod? Can it please be A-Rod? <laughs> it's Al. <laughs> bring al in summer of al spring of al spring training of al fall of al i cannot sign vigorously enough he'll it'll never happen man made like 400 fucking million 500 million dollars playing baseball he's got no t- he's got to run a rod corp He's, he's so a, busy. Yeah, he's, he's on TV. He's, he's, he's goddamn Instagram married to Jennifer Jay-Lo, Lopez. Oh, yeah, no, he's. Uh, but. But. If ever. Bench coach Mark McGuire, get Barry Bonds to be the hitting coach. I see where you're going with this. Clemens see, no, that's. The pitching coach. No. <laughs> Let's just go full fucking Oakland Raiders. Big, just bagfuls of needles <laughs> everywhere you look. Ow. Ow. Uh, I think it'd be great, obviously, until it wasn't, until it went tits up. I mean, Barry Bonds. Remember, Barry Bonds was the Marlins hitting coach two years ago. And he didn't even last the year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ow. Yeah, I don't know. You get all the usual suspects. Throw them out. Yeah. It's Al. I'm okay with that. I'm very okay with that. If they hire Vizquel... We riot. <laughs> the high it is. It's. I mean, it's going to be. Oh my god! Oh it's my god! Be a what? test. It's going to be a test, isn't it? There, I like. It just dawned on me mm-hmm. that it's going to be Vizquel. No, I don't think so. Don't Where did he play the bulk of his career? It's oh, with those cronies in Cleveland. That's right. The pieces fit, and he's got wonderful calligraphy. There is. I think he's a bench coach somewhere. He's getting his reps. It's going to be Vizquel. What about uh, Mike Lowell? What a nightmare. Mike Lowell. Hmm? Uh, childhood friends. I think Rod, I think Rod, I think Al fucking, uh, didn't he play, didn't Atkins play with him as a kid? Like, weren't they on Little League teams or something? Like him and Mike Lowell and Atkins were all on the same 
Like, really? All from Miami, I think so. I did not know that. I think that's. I think there's a connection. Ross Atkins is from Miami. Yeah. Does he does he speak Spanish? Yes, he does. Wow. He was like I'm the. He was, he was like the Latin American uh, head of Latin American scouting or development or whatever at some point for Cleveland. And uh, yeah, no, he uh, yeah he speaks Spanish. Okay, then I, yes, Mike Lowell, I know Ow. for sure. It was his, yeah, let's do Ow. it. Let's do it. And Mike Lowell, yeah, Mike Lowell could be the he could be the third base coach. He stood there his whole career. Just I mean, the, well, since we're since we're hiring cronies, we might as well, right? Cronies forever. If they're Al's cronies, <laughs> who knows what kind of they got in their tickle trunk? The Flat Grail is going to hit seventy-five home runs. <laughs> yeah, um, he might be good. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about Al or uh, Vlad, <laughs> the new Al. Same difference, yeah. Uh, so they can't get him out of AAA. Nobody. He's hitting, I believe, four seventy. He's hit home runs in back-to-back games after all the and that's after all the walks too, because they refuse to pitch to him uh, because they're smart because he'll hit anything you throw, literally anything you throw at him, up, down, in, out, Vlad, Vlad, Vlad. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's truly unbelievable. He has a two fifty. I mean, it's obviously like thirty plate appearances or thirty five plate appearances. But my God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's ready. I think he was ready before. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Paternostro, our guest of the show, referred to it as a charade. Like, <laughs> oh, I guess we're going to continue this fucking charade. And that's exactly what it is. Every He had a laser to left field tonight. He made a couple of nice plays at third base. Well, nice plays, right? Plays the, he, made, the high, he made look nice <laughs> that were... The stumbling. Yeah, I mean, a, a real third baseman, they might not have looked so difficult, but. <laughs> Who cares? Um, but I do want to talk about, uh, there was a great story about the, the uh, that was on uh, The Athletic, where you, uh, you work there. Occasionally, it turns out, yeah. <laughs> but it was basically about how, well, White Sox fans and baseball fans in general have been so, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Conditioned to root for management and to root for 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 service time and to to basically put for like to support the idea that any any of any year of these guys' years, if it's Vlad or Eloy uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, mm-hmm. who's the White Sox top prospect, like if it if their playing time is not going towards a World Series win, then it's wasted and squandered and. That the team, the team should be stalling at all costs to to to, to have those two things line up, which is, uh, I think, and his point is that it's silly, and it's yeah. stupid, and and it's we're cheering for all the wrong things. If you're cheering for that, if you if you're a Blue Jays fan, and, and I'm like, and I have taken this to heart. Not that I was any different than how I was. Feel, I've always felt, but like, call them up. People are like, no, wait till April. No, wait till May. Like, no, we'll do it now. Let him fucking play. Sickening, sickening to me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm almost of two minds of it I, on this. I'm not really. I'm with you on this, but I like the the people cheering for Rogers to pocket more money. I don't think are you know aren't just being you know corporate stooges. I think they're acknowledging the reality, which is the fact that you know a player like this, it's not it's it's not likely that Rogers is going to pay up to extend the life of his contract beyond the uh, the end of his arbitration years. I mean, is that I, true, I, though? 
I mean, it's it's not necessarily true. They've signed extensions to guys before, but I mean, this is a this is a player who is unique, not just in talent, but he's also, you know, uh, his dad made a bunch of money, so it's not like it's not like. Uh, you're, you've made, you know, I don't know if that's not his money, but still, I don't know if you're going to tempt him as much uh, trying to buy out some years of free agency from him. You know, I think he might be a guy who's like, no, I'm going to go to free agency. And, it, you know, if, if that backfires, I'll figure it out. I, I, I don't want to put too much, you know, too many words in a, a fucking kid's mouth. But I, I mean, I think that that's what that is. Right. I think that when fans are. Thinking about the service time, I think it's that they. I, I think it's a, a condemnation of Rogers and of the way that the ownership of this club has worked for so long that they don't think that that, that it's realistic to expect him to expect a player of that caliber to stick around beyond that point. So I mean, I think that they are in a bizarre way, and I hope I. I don't even know if I really believe this, but they, but to follow through on the thought, it's like they're actually. Uh, as opposed to cheering for ownership, are making the point that this ownership is shitty and we should we should save you know the team should want to save themselves from this ownership's cheapness and inability to keep guys and all that shit. I'd love to believe that, mm. but I don't think it goes any further than why, why like let's let him stay here for longer. I don't think it's any more complicated than it that. It may not be, yeah. Um, but. If that's true, if what you're saying is true, and then if Rogers is like, well, we got to keep him around for this year because after that he's gone, like, is there not any player that 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 you could see this franchise making an effort to go after? I mean, I, I I don't know. That's that's silly. I mean, that's that's down the road. But exactly, it's so far down the road. Yeah. The stadium is going to be underwater. The team is going to be <laughs> not able to cross the border anyway because there'll be sky force sky force shooting down the airplanes. Uh, it's like just fuck it, fuck it. I think that's that's where I am right now. Like I just want to see him. I want him to play. He's earned it. As we've uh, uh, rant, yes. I've gone on earlier in the year. He's going to earn it. He's already earned it. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, they're taking, if he they're hasn't, then who has? Pocket, right? I mean, we're cheering. Fans cheering for him to stay down are cheering for him to make less money in his career because he won't. You know, he won't be super two. He won't be. Uh, you know, he'll he won't reach free agency as early, so we won't have as many prime years under free agent. Dollars, you know, it's you're literally taking money out of his pocket, and, and you know, the way we look at it right now, that is that you know, in the grand scheme, he's he's going to be fine, obviously, but but yeah, it's like he's literally earned it. Like he uh, he should he should be up, and it, it's it's a fucked up it's a fucked up state of affairs, the system, and and you know, you understand why teams do it because they're just you know managing their assets, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. But again, I do think it speaks to the fear that Rodgers will not find a way to keep a, you know, a generational talent around. Uh, maybe, the, you know, but also the weird thing is, you know, maybe you won't want to. I mean, I know he's hitting free agency pretty early uh, if you bring him up this year or even next year. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals did OK after the Pujols go. I mean, that's I mean, that's a guy who obviously was, you know, 40 years old by the time he made his debut. But oh, my uh, dear God. <laughs> But, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying it's so, you know, there's so there's such a vast, strange future ahead that 
it is a bit silly to worry too much about that seventh year. But this is the one player, and I get the, I, you know, I've seen people asking about, oh, is Reed Foley, is his service time being manipulated? Or, oh, is this guy's service, is Danny Jansen's service time being manipulated? It's like, no. You, if Danny Jansen is a, an asset in seven years, you are fucking throwing a party. Like, you don't, you don't give a fuck about it. Like, you don't actually believe, you know, the attrition rates are so high, you don't actually believe that a Jansen and a Reed Foley seven years from now are going to be so full, you know so destined for riches that you better not miss out on that extra year of control i mean those are just not the players you do it for vlad obviously is that 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 is the only not agree with but that's the point that's the only lens through which i can see it that the eloy jimenez perhaps or vlad clearly and the chris bryant's like the guys there are certain players that yes that is going to be an issue but the vast majority I saw some Royals fans being like, oh, the, some Royals, were, they were mad about, uh, uh, I can't remember his first name, Mondesi, Raul Mondesi's son. I, yeah. Not Raul, not Raul Mondesi Jr. anymore. He goes by another name. Being like, oh, I don't know about his service time. Like, is it worth having him up here then now if he's not going to play? Or is it worth you know losing that year of control? It's like, yes, it doesn't fucking matter. He can't hit. He's like a <laughs> no-bat shortstop with a thousand plate appearances in the big leagues. Yeah. He's dog shit. You'd be lucky. You'd be lucky to get to, to free agency. And it, it's funny. On I before we recorded, most people probably. Uh, I was screwing around with Twitch, and I was streaming on Twitch. I had just had everything kind of set up for the podcast, and I was on Twitch well, well before you came on. And we got talking about Brett Laurie. Number one, Brett Laurie is 28 years old and is now two years out of baseball. It's crazy. Brett Laurie, based on like 100 and – was it even on 100 games his, the one year? Like we were 60. all yeah. We were all concocting different contracts to slide in front of it. Here, take the Longoria contract. No, no, that's not enough. Take the this Christian Yelich contract or whatever the, the the parallels. We were so many of us, Blue Jays fans, bloggers, writers, podcasters, whatever, we were just ready to, to hand it over to him. And now he's gone out of baseball. Completely out he played his way out, and I think that there's a big uh, and as I said uh, on Twitch before, um, these guys don't I think a lot of them get further on not not luck, but good fortune to have uh, their body not betray them earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think that a lot of them know exactly how to take care of their body as they should. Um, there's an interesting article that I referenced that was the that the Bleacher Report thing about Justin Verlander about how right, Kate Upton yeah. kind of helped yeah. save his career and how Kate Upton helped brought him to a different doctor who who helped him reevaluate how he how he viewed. Um, his body and healing and balance and all that sort of stuff. And I think there are a lot of play because Russell Verlander didn't Martin, realize it. He's a guy like that. Hmm? Russell Martin, I think, had a similar story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Cole Calhoun was. There's a great story that uh, Ben Lindbergh wrote today on the in the Ringer about Calhoun, who was who was so bad at the beginning of the year, he didn't realize half the mistakes that he was making for one, and he uh, uh, his body kind of was letting him down. And I think that that Laurie could very well be that as well, where his body let him down. And he didn't know what to do about it, and he didn't know how to recover, and he didn't know how to get himself right. And then the lesson, then the league ate him up, and now he's out. And he apparently just became a father. So congratulations to um, to Brett Laurie and his uh, his the his, his partner. Uh, but uh, that like those are the they're most most guys you don't care about. You can't care about their service time. You can't wonder like. No. And 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 the other side of that is, if the player is such a good thing that it that it is worried about, then you're you, you want to just you want to see him do his thing. 
Bring him up when he's earned the opportunity. Bring him up if it's as a September call-up when the rosters expand. Bring him up if you've got space for him to play, so you're not just bringing him up to have him sit around. Let him play. Let the fans get a look at him. Let him get a look at big league pitching, because if you make some positive moves in the right direction in the offseason, you want him to be ready to go. Because yeah. if, you, if, if, you, if you set all this up, you know, contingent on, when, and then Vlad will come in and save the day, well, I mean... It doesn't look that likely now, but he is a human being. There's a good chance that he's going to struggle when he gets to the big leagues at some point. Or, you know what, even even guys who have been great have that. I mean, I think back to, you know, two years ago when people were talking about the free agent class of this year. And what an incredible thing. You know, you know Donaldson has fallen off the map. He's not going to get what he's going to get. I mean, Jose Fernandez is obviously a different story, but, you know, it's also a, a reminder that things you know, things happen that, that mm-hmm. things don't go the way that you expect them to. Dallas Keuchel was part of that class that was supposed to be, you know, so huge. David Price had an opt-out that maybe he was going to exercise because maybe he would be so good for three years he could opt out. You know, there's you go down the list of what made that class so exciting. Bryce Harper is having a bright, you know, he's being Bryce Harper. He's not what, you know, what people maybe thought he was two years ago. And, you know, these are the elite of the elite of the elite. Guys mm-hmm. who were expected to be part of this incredible bonanza. And now you look at that free agent class and there's obviously, you know, a lot of talent out there. You're probably still more than the average uh, winter. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's only been two years since that was, you know, that was what everyone was zeroing in on. And uh, it's changed a lot. Things can change, uh, can change quite a lot. And teams know that. And that's why they're not out there manipulating Sean Reed Foley's service time. Or you know any you know Danny Jansen's, uh, but Vlad, Vlad is in that other category. But he, like you say, he's with the, he's in the Bryant category and the you know guys like that. Or or he's in the Trout category, and you get his name on a contract that makes him at what at this point the highest paid player in the game, mm-hmm. and you get two years of his of his free agency um, because he is you know obviously earned it uh, in that he is you know obviously he's the best player um, in the world that we've ever seen. Uh, but not, maybe that'll be Vlad. Maybe Vlad will be, will be better than Mike Trout. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is better than Mike Trout. Well, he's pre- he's pretty much the best minor league player a lot of us have seen in a really fucking long time. Maybe, maybe that's not quite true. I mean, guys, we don't pay him as much attention to. Uh, you know, Acuna was really good in the minor leagues, and there's been lots of guys who. But it's uh, it's pretty fucking incredible, really. I mean, did he have know, more walks than outs <laughs> as a Triple A player at any point? At any point outside of his first game? <laughs> it is. It's absurd. It is absolutely absurd. Uh, so yeah, that's the Vlad update du jour. Um, also, yeah, Danny Jansen just keeps swinging it. Like I don't like. Well, they're not gaming his service time. No. You have to feel like September he's going to get a look. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I, I would say that if uh, if Luke Maley had more than one, he has one remaining option year left. Uh, if he had two, maybe we'd have seen Jansen by now, and Maley would have gone down at some point. If, mm. you know, if anybody, if Martin for any reason needed to go on the DL, we probably would have seen him at this point. But right, right now, if the Jays keep Maley on the roster for the entirety of this year and don't option him at any point, he'll still be able to be optioned next year, which you know I think sets it up the way that it's going to go, which is Maley at Buffalo and Jansen uh, starting as Martin's backup and very quickly becoming the starter. That'd be nice. Uh, and Bo Bichette is no not yet at. Um... At Triple uh, A, like I, I mean, you feel you have to feel like at this point they'll just let him finish the year in 
in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, I would. I mean, would you be surprised if Vlad went back down for the Eastern League playoffs? Would they do that? I don't know. I'm still holding on. To, like, there's a part of me right now that that thinks that they'll call him up in September. Oh man, I don't think that they will. Can you imagine they not? I mean, he's not going to hit fucking 470 for the month of August. <laughs> but if he's hitting. Well, for somebody anything, said yeah. in a couple more at bats, he'll be eligible for the minor, like for the minor league batting title. Like in terms of the all of the minor leagues, mm-hmm. he'll have have enough plate appearances to qualify, and he'll be winning by like fifty points, <laughs> fifty points batting average, uh, with like an absurd amount more walks than strikeouts. Yeah, uh, like if he goes, if he stays bananas in AAA, if he continues to look. Like a like the best hitter on the Blue Jays, who happens to be playing in the league below, they gotta, they have to, they have to. I don't. I don't They're think, not so soulless. They, they can't. Do. I do. I think that they are. I think that they are. They're gonna call up some fucking Lebedlian or whatever that poor guy's name is that I'm not. I butchered and I right now don't care. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna. Oh, come on. They're going to call up guys who are on the 40, man. And I bet they're not going to... Then put him on the fucking 40, man. (laughs) You're going to put him on the 40, man now, because then you're going to put him in the All-Star game next. God damn it! I'm so mad again. Ah, trash. Uh, Anyway, at uh, at least it's happening. At least it is happening. He is, uh... Pretty good. He's very good. I mean, they could probably uh, send him to Fall League. You know, maybe that's where they want him to, to really, you know, see if he can hit 500. What a fucking slap <laughs> in the face that will be. At least tell me you want him to rest. At least tell me you worry that he, you know, with the injury that he, he needs, you want to get him some time off his feet. Don't, don't, don't let him sit around for all of September and October or into October and then send him to Fall League. Because then I have to go to Arizona, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, one of the thing, the last thing we we wanted, to, I wanted to talk about, and we haven't talked about it yet, and it sort of leads into some of the other conversation, which is uh, uh, someone had a question about uh, in, on the Twitch chat mentioned about um, uh, with Vlad and and like, well, I guess it relates to Justin Smoke's contract status. So Justin Smoke has an option for next year that he is, I believe, probably ten or twelve plate appearances shy. Of uh, having it be an eight million dollar option for next year with like a six hundred thousand dollar buyout or something to that. No, two fifty, like a really small buyout. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like that's a no brainer. They have to pick that option up, correct? Absolutely, yeah. He's been the best player in the team in the last two years, which is just so astounding. It's really, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, but uh, he's I mean, been it's sad. It's a sad, it speaks poorly to uh, to some of the other players. Speaking of, speaking of guys, you know when you were talking about. Um, the Brent Laurie's and the guys who don't understand their body and all that the recovery shit. Just like, mm-hmm. man, where the fuck is Aaron Sanchez? It's a it's an interesting question. Though so I guess he had a rehab start, so we do know where he is. But he uh, did finally make a rehab start. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, but, but anyway, Smoke. Yeah. So I, I want to give Smoke a ton of credit for a the changes that he made last year that unlocked this the bat mm-hmm. made him made him a dangerous hitter, and then to carry that over. Here into 2018, I think he deserves a bunch of credit. I also, I, I, I loathe as I am to to provide credit to the, to the front office. That t- that contract is hilarious now. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it. It was just so reviled, and and 
Probably rightly so. I mean, it looked like at the time that he was, it was just an insurance thing for, you know, if Edwin leaves and they don't get a big slugger back like they did with Morales, who actually right now is one of their fucking better hitters, which is, again, a sad testament to the lack of Donaldson and, and Bautista and Encarnacion and all the all the guys of the previous era, which were fully mm-hmm. disconnected from. But yeah, no, I mean, it's been... Uh, uh, it's been surprising. It's been great. He does deserve, I think, a ton of credit. It's it is an interesting thing to watch. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't want. To, I, I think it would be unfair to you know look at it versus the previous regime per se. But you know, you, there's mm-hmm. there's stories up and down the organization right now of guys who they have helped you know work into becoming better hitters. Um, with little alterations, and it was definitely happening before, and it's a thing that happens, you know, adjustments like that happen all the time uh, in the game, but it seems to be like those are guys that they are, are targeting and identifying, and those were, if you look at the uh, the players that they traded for uh, recently, there was definitely some guys who, you know, started things started to click when they changed a swing, and, and the Jays seemed to maybe be uh, trying to scoop them up out of other organizations before they, you know, the the before the league caught on to, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that maybe the changes are real, maybe the changes aren't real, but they, and they've also done it with, you know, themselves with the, you know, a Kevin Biggio, a Kevin Smith guys who have made, you know, big steps up the, the prospect ladder for them this year with big breakout seasons, uh, who are guys who, you know, they, they specifically worked with, and I'm, obviously they're working with everybody, but you know, they're not, they're, they're guys who that were amenable to making swing changes and who, uh, adapted well and have gotten the results and and you know smoke is maybe like the 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 poster boy for that of this new era obviously we know who the one of the previous era was um i don't know i, I don't want to credit the front office too much for what is an individual uh achievement but it, it's been interesting to see sort of up and down the organization the way that they are uh that those guys are 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 becoming more prominent and maybe it may be something that they are thinking about uh more than gets talked about. I think I, I like that you did not want to give them too much credit, but then gave them all the credit for, for, <laughs> for justice folk. But I did, certainly did not. But well, I mean, I think I did no, identifying a guy who could, who, who has the ability to, to get better and identifying a guy who has the willingness to get better is something that they probably deserve a little bit of credit for. And that's, you know, 10% of the actually getting it done. The rest of it being on smoke himself. That's true. I mean, I think that the the money on that deal when it first signed from a team perspective was is nominal. Um, so anyone who was really upset about it uh, was just looking for something to be upset. And then you see the two years plus an option where the option, again, being very uh, small, again, even by, by baseball standards. So it was just a little bit of insurance. And I think if anything, the getting the year, the, what ended up being this year was almost like a breakout insurance where you've got him locked in and if he does you, you know you you're making a bet on on him but you're also saying as a team if he does break out in in what would would, would have been a contract year um you've got him locked in if he is able to 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 put it together and now you have an option for first base and if he doesn't then you can maybe send him on his way whatever the whatever the situation might be so but in terms of like marginal value it's uh it's been a great deal um, he just kept hitting lasers all day today, Thursday against mm-hmm. the Red Sox, just like piss rot after piss rot. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been great, and now, you know, if if we're looking at 
the future and looking at the future of the team. So, I mean, I, I was kind of doing some back of the envelope math today. Yeah, yeah. Looking at okay, well, if Smoke's going to get eight because he's because of his um, playing time uh, contract elevators, which again, kudos to him for earning that, and and uh, you know, he, he made it that the the team couldn't take him out of lineup, and he got he's going to get his eleven hundred plate appearances, and then he's going to make eight million bucks next year. Um. I I kind of guesstimated. Okay, well, let's see if this guy in his his R reward will be five. Mm-hmm. His will be. I think they Matt maybe like a hundred million dollars next year. That's. I. It's funny you say that. I'm trying to call up the mailbag that I'm currently working on because that's one of the questions. Uh, and I I did the very same thing. The you know adding up what the commitments are plus and and figuring all it out and where I ended up very close to that. Uh. I said 98.792 for 13 players and then another six or seven, probably seven for, uh, to fill out the roster with league minimum guys. So I had them, oh, yeah, I yeah. Had them about 106 is what they're looking at with all the money off the books and, and everything else. And that's assuming they pick up smoke and Solarte and don't pick up Garcia. So yes. You're about oh to- yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that, that leaves a lot of room but that doesn't mean that it's going to get used Correct. in the way that it, uh, I mean, well, it comes back to, I, I saw some people on Twitter saying like, oh, let's take a shot at the, what would the 2022 Blue Jays lineup look like? And there were some names on there. I mean, to me, that's such a futile exercise. Yeah. yeah. Because even if you go back, if you look at well, baseball America used to do that, right? And, and you would look back at five years and be like, oh yeah, Ricky Romero is the Blue Jays ace right now. And, you know, Aaron Sibby is the catcher, <laughs> and, like, Brad Emus is the second baseman. You know, it's like, you know, it's just, you go back and it, they look absurd because mm-hmm. obviously it just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. And and you are making significant um, assumptions or bets on players who haven't shown any ability to just stay at the big leagues or – anyway, it's just – it's such a it's such a silly game to, to – it's a hard game to play. It's a silly game to play because – God only knows, you know, especially trades, unforeseen trades, and um, I think that maybe the Blue Jays are in that position again, where they can, they can look at the roster and they can say, okay, next year we got smoke here, you know, trying to have a bit of a floor, uh, but maybe you're in a, in, you could do like a thing, you're better in a better position to make like a yeah, the whatever was that next winter's edition of the Yelich trade, trade for a guy who's on a deal, who's the team's trying to get away from. Uh, maybe you can maybe you can do some things, but you know the 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 hill before the Blue Jays is still quite steep, and even with you know accounting for for what we all assume Vlad, Vlad Guerrero to be, um, it makes for a bit of a rough go. But uh, I did want to give some. I just I wanted to give that shout out to Justin Smoke more than anything. I think that uh, that he's uh, he's played he's played very well, and hopefully he can. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his future is. Well. That's the interesting thing, right? I mean, he could be currency, and I think the 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 Jays uh, are in a position in this phase where they're that we're going into, or maybe even starting to think about coming out of, where they're they seem to be grabbing guys just for the sake of currency, almost. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at the Brandon Drury trade, even though you know panned by a lot of people. Uh, you know, I think that the Jays think that there's more to him than uh, than I think a lot of the numbers look like. We talked about this last week, but also 
you know, I think I look. You look at a guy like him. You look at a guy like uh, Alenis Diaz, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. You know, they, they seem to be adding players for, you know, that are that are a little bit redundant and not necessarily, but maybe redundant. And 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 so you think that maybe what their what their mindset is is that. No, these aren't necessarily guys who are going to be guys for us, but they're guys who are going to have value around the league, you know, relative to what they were able to pay for them. I think that they're, I think there's, there's definitely some moving around of pieces in that kind of sense that's going to happen uh, going forward, especially, you know, you think about, you know, not just smoke. I mean, like, this is why, we, you know, you brought up smoke, obviously. He could be currency because you look at, you know, just who is going, like, who is going to play on this team next year? You have, Mm-hmm. A number of options for third base, for shortstop, for second base. If Vlad is a is going to be a first baseman, and they may not do it that early, you have Vlad who could be a first baseman. You're, you're probably still going to have Morales. You have a bunch of outfield options. Uh, you know, none of none of which is maybe star level yet, unless Alfred gets there. But there there are there are interesting guys, and there there are lots of there are lots of moves still to be made because you know they have. Uh, not necessarily, you know, beyond Vlad and Bo, star level pieces ready to play in the big leagues, but they have a lot of talent there. They have they have depth of like okay talent and of guys who, you know, I hear from a lot of Jays fans who you know are looking. They you know the division is always something that people hammer on, understandably so. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the Red Sox, and the Yankees, very good teams, but I think people have this image in their mind of them of that they're more than what they are in a lot of ways. I mean, if you if you really do start to look around some of those rosters. They have great players, but they also have a lot of guys who are, you know, two, three win players. You know, guys who aren't maybe as different as you think from the Gritchicks and the Devin Travis at his best or, you know, the Danny Jansons or some of these guys who, you know, are just important complementary pieces. It's not star after star after star, except except in the ways that it kind of is. I mean, the Red Sox rotations. (laughs) The Yankees in particular. The Yankees have a lot of fucking talent. It's, 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 It's not untrue, but... I think that they, you know, they are not. Last last winter, you know, we understood that there was sort of a mantra about raising the floor, and I think people mm-hmm. are seeing some of the trades that they've made, and and you know the Drury and the uh, the Osuna trade, getting Giles back as being part of that. But I don't know that it necessarily is. I think it's just that there is uh, there is value in guys who can play in the big leagues. And, uh, and no, absolutely. sometimes that's... more value than, you know, the people, a lot of people did not like the idea that they weren't like, why aren't you taking like high ceiling, big, big upside guys? It's like, well, cause the ones being offered were either, you know, six years away and like less than 50, 50 to, to hit on even half their project, you know, you know, their ceiling or they just, it, it this just made more sense or it, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, think, I know what I you're think saying. I know what you're saying. They, you know, I think it'll, it's going, we're heading into an interesting phase in terms of uh, just where everybody is going to play. And so a guy like Smoke might end up being uh, not a Blue Jay for long. I don't know what you can get for him. But it's. Uh, I mean, it's I, th- I think that I think that you you look around the Blue Jays roster, and I, again, we I mentioned it much earlier, just saying, you know, the right now that Hernandez is going to be in there. You know, Pilar is going to be in there. You know, Gritchick is going to be in there. Uh, you know, smoke for as another example. Even Diaz, um, Travis, like all all those guys, they don't necessarily have to be the members of the next good Blue Jays team. But most of them, you know, Hernandez in particular, and and Grichik, 
you know what they've done this year has shown that they can, as you said, they can they can be everyday players in the big leagues. That you know who they are, um, because while you know Grichik has really come around and and dragged his numbers up after the rough start of the year, he still is the guy he was fundamentally with with uh, with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, but he but he's he's also showed that he's. He, yeah, the strikeouts are going to be there, and it's, he's not going to get on base a ton, but he's going to hit for a lot of power. And, and Hernandez is basically the same guy. They're showing that they can play every day. Smoke has has taken that from to the next level, where he's shown that not only can he be a, a guy who can play every day. At this point, if you look around the American League in particular, mm-hmm. how many teams <laughs> have a better first? Is base? he not an upgrade at first base for? Yeah, it's crazy. To think that, and but so so if if that's what you want to do, if that's the way you want to go, or if you want to just put a put a respectable team out there, don't you don't have to bottom out. You don't have to do what the Orioles have done, accidentally or otherwise. But uh, like just you know have a good team or have have the best team you can make, and then see what happens. And and then again, if you need to make some moves, if you want to go one way or the other, or or you, you, I mean, your your point about the Yankees and the Red Sox in particular are are good ones, because yeah, the Yankees have the the star power, but I also so with Stanton and Judge obviously are like exceptionally good players, um, but the rest of the the Yankees lineup was you know frightening and, and intimidating as it is, you know Brett Gardner is like a league average guy. He's been better than that for much of his career, but at this point that's kind of who he is. You know, Didi is Gregorius is a is is that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Libra Torres is probably more than that, but Greg Bird is, has not shown that he's much more than that. And the Red Sox have their Xander Bogarts and their, uh, you know, Ralph Devers, who's who's obviously a good player and has been hurt. Uh, Moreland, like again, that's that's a team that has a high floor. And whether or not the Blue Jays are are going to get there with the guys they have now, at least they're showing an interest in in acquiring them and and figuring out how they fit. And if they don't fit into the Blue Jays future then they could probably fit into somebody else's because they're not out there um, embarrassing themselves so they're not out there looking at a place which you can't say that about some of the the young guys that they've brought up and and speaking kind of to your the criticism that was leveled against some of the deals and I've I've been critical of some of the deals that they've that they that they made but you know when you see some of the ways that some of the plays and just like Dalton Pompey and, and even Anthony Alford to an extent at some point, maybe not Alfred, but Pompey in particular, like did not look like he belonged uh, mm-hmm. for much of the time, his time at the big leagues he did not look the part. He did not play defense like he, like he could have. And he didn't, he's a great base runner and he looked great doing that in the playoffs. But uh, it's, uh, you can't just throw everything at the kids. Cause it just, just uh, never, it doesn't quite work out. You know there are because most of them are the kind of guys that fizzle out. That's just the the vast vast majority. There are so few Vladimir Guerrero Juniors mm-hmm. to go around. Mm-hmm. There are none, frankly. There's one. I think that's it. We've gone on and on. We're getting up to an hour here. Anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think no, I don't. I have one thing I want to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I am a white man. Like anyone, that's not a news to anybody. There, I have never felt more like a white man than when I was watching, waited, waiting for the national to play, and somebody <laughs> came up to me and told me that they liked my podcast. Jesus, 
that is as white as it gets. Mm-hmm. There, like you gotta you gotta work real hard to to <laughs> to have a whiter moment in your life <laughs> than. And now, it, and to make matters worse, uh, it wasn't during the national. They were not coming on yet. It was when Father John Misty oh. was playing. You didn't run and hide for that. I I was standing near a tree because it was keeping me out of the sun. And I thought about scaling the tree and then hurling myself off from the highest perch that I could reach. Uh, just unbelievably bad. Mm-hmm. Unspeakably bad. How awful. Awful. I get, the, I get the appeal of Father John Misty. I don't know the, his name. That's, not, that's the name of the band. That's not the name of the guy who is like the front man for the band. Um, but it's basically like, do you, whoever you are, if you wish to bed that man, then that music is for you. Like people that are attracted to him seem to like the music, and uh, I feel like that's the beginning and the end of the appeal. It's like that Jared Leto, Jared Leto's band. If you like, if you want, if you want to have sex with Jared Leto, you're into his music. If not, probably less so because because it's, <laughs> it's awful. Um, and that's it. So thank you. Uh, if you thank you, there are a couple people that said hi at that show. Oddly enough, uh, so thanks to those those uh, young men. That uh, I think one guy's name was James, who said hi. So thanks for that. Uh, it was a long day in the sun. I watched the national of all things. My my, uh, I have to. I can't pretend like I don't like the national a whole lot because I do. I really do. For what it is, mm-hmm. great fun. My all my wife's Instagram stories have me badly crooning in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrific. It was a great time. Uh, but that's it. So thanks for the, to those people, and also thanks to uh, Chris Callahan, who is was in. Uh, Left for Dead and the Swarm, and was working at that show, and came up to me and said something to my shirt, and I was, I had, I was like starstruck at this skinny little straight edge kid guy who was like forty five years old. I was like, <gasps> and I couldn't think of anything to say because he walked away, and I was like, that was Chris Collin to nobody, and my I, to my wife, I'm like, that was Chris Collin. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, he's in the Swarm. And she's like, what? I'm like, never mind. Yeah, Southern Ontario hardcore legend Chris Collin. Okay. He's in a band called Sect now. Sect, S-E-C-T. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Sect.bandcamp.com, I think. There might be X's on the other side of Sect, but uh, that, that was my own highlight of the day, other than watching Julian Baker. But that was it. That's all I got. Okay. That's it. Uh, oh, my gosh. So I've been watching the, the Dodgers here, and the, the Rockies, who spent all the money in the world on their bullpen and then traded for players <laughs> to yeah. uh, improve their bullpen, yeah. uh, uh, have... They have given up five. Their bullpen has given up five runs. Sunglan O, oh, uh, used to play for the Blue Jays, former Blue Jay. Uh, he came in, struck out Manny Machado on like four pitches, embarrassed him. Struck out Justin Turner, embarrassed him, and then gave up a hit, a little blooper to Justin uh, to Matt Kemp, and then an enormous home run to Cody Bellinger. <laughs> and then they brought in Wade Davis, That's and Wade Davis has probably given up three runs in the in the top of the ninth. Matt, uh, Brian Dozier just had an enormous enormous home run. After uh, Chris Taylor hit an enormous home run. So the Rockies, man, they spent so much money in that bullpen and they're all awful. I don't know if it's the ballpark. I mean, I, it's obviously not, not the ballpark, but. And uh, John Axford, I think, I don't think John Axford's pitched more than once for the Dodgers since the Blue Jays traded him over there. And let me tell you, it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> Volatile group, those uh, relievers. 
I think John Axford got one out or two outs in that uh, his Dodgers debut and gave up six runs. Yeah, that's not good. It is not, <laughs> it's not what you like to see. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, so yeah, as we always say, he's only pitched the one time. Yeah, he only pitched once. <laughs> he only got one out. Uh, Patreon.com slash birds all day. That's where you can become a supporter of the show. And uh, everyone who, who does support the show, we are incredibly thankful. We uh, we want to 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 say thank you mm-hmm. to to the good people, the heroes who have done so. Uh, if you want to join them, you can head over there and uh, kick us a couple bucks a month. Uh, apparently, Patreon moved their offices, but all everything's all good. Uh, so, And if you do do that, then you get to hear exclusive content that we call Super Bad, which is, uh, we're going to do one of those after this. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, I don't know, we'll talk about something. We won't talk about the National, I promise. Uh, but yeah, that's it. And if you can also get the podcast uh, not on Spotify uh, yet, uh, which apparently they've done the right thing mm-hmm. relative to, uh, to what we talked about last week. Uh, but it's on Stitcher, it's on iTunes, and it's at soundcloud.com slash birds all day. That's where you can get the RSS directly. That's where the, the songs are the video, whatever the podcast is uploaded. So you can head over there. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash birds all day. Uh, every so often we pop up there. And uh, yeah, so you, if you want to become a patron, again, we're going to, I was doing a, I did a trial run on Twitch today. We're going to try a couple things out. And uh, maybe then that's, maybe that'll be the sort of thing that we dangle. Those are little dangles for the, uh, for the patrons, for the heroes. So uh, you can follow Stoughton on Twitter at Andrew Stoughton. And uh, read about the national, uh, the national. Read about the athletic. Uh, speaking of, and uh, and that's it. Uh, my name is Drew. You can read me at, at Vice Sports from time to time. You can follow me on Twitter if you really want to, where you can, we can continue this talking about bands like Face to Face, but on an acoustic record. I talked about that all day. Uh, but that's it. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day. <laughs>